Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Um, I should just record this just BS talk. This BS talk. Yeah. Well, yeah. how about this then? Right, we'll just start the episode now. No welcome. Just episode number 58 or 9. Um, while we were talking about protein bars, this is what usually happens. This is what usually happens. So you go to somewhere, or oh, these come out, everyone goes, so for people that can't see, I'm holding up a box of Yorkie Pro bars. So we were talking about protein bars, and Johnny specifically referenced the new so-called Boost Protein Bar, um, which... Is overpriced in your opinion, even though we don't know what the price will be, but we're expecting it to be like a couple of quid, two fifty, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, for like twelve grams of protein. Yeah, all right. Basically, what normally happens is no one buys them because they're too expensive, and you end up going to some like home bargains. We've got leftover stock for sixty nine p each. So that's good. Sixty nine p. Make it rain, Yorkie pros. Look at that. They do. They do taste nice. Yeah, they are. Um, Matt Morgan will be pleased because we all know he's a bit of a Grinch. Like, he's a bit Captain Negs, moans about everything, literally. Everything is negative. However, he doesn't have anything but positive things to say about a Yorkie bar, so which is good. I tried them at Body Power. That was the first time I had one. Yeah. They, I, think, I actually genuinely think, right, because clearly all they've done is they've taken normal Yorkie and f- stuck in some soya crispies, yeah? But that's actually an upgrade on the original. That's the only protein bar which is better than the original because, uh, you, use the term loosely protein bar, I mean it's 10 grams in it, Christ Jesus, you have to eat fucking four of them, you? But um, anyway, yeah, that is actually better than the actual normal Yorkie because it gives a range of texture, which I am a big fan of ranges of textures, as those of you that read my protein bar reviews will know. Anyway, sorry, I got a little bit, a little bit ranted. Yeah. Worth it. That, that's worth it. But when they just jack a price of double the price and they, they spend an extra 10p developing it, get in the sea, as the saying goes these days. Yeah, as you know, the well known acronym GITC. I think it's, I think it's, just, I don't know, it's just ridiculous. Like we're talking about bare naked noodles. Hang in. You may as well eat dust. Uh, for, the, for those that haven't read the subtitles, that was hanging. Hang in. Buzzing. Horrible. Disgusting, vile, and any more words I can describe any it? More any? Yeah. Well done. No offense to the guy in there because he's on Dragon's Den and he's probably rich, but they're hanging. They are disgusting. They work if it's within something else that can hide the taste of the the misery that's in your mouth. Yeah, mix it into some normal rice. Might work. You've done yeah. this, Brandon. I've seen your Instagrams. I haven't had them before. It was one of my one of my housemates that had them, and I tried some just for research purposes, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> was not good. No, they're like slimy little worms. I, this is this is off topic what we've been talking about, but it could be potentially something we could talk about for two couple of minutes. I seen I read a post yesterday by someone who's pretty well known. I won't name and shame. Name and shame. I won't name the person. I, I don't make like an attack because it's like the post, in my opinion, is fairly ridiculous. But I'll, I'll do it in a tidy way. 
So they were saying most people cut calories to diet. So you know where this is going already. Well, thinking, yeah, well, obviously. Those, those, who, those, who, do, those who don't aren't very successful. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, you'd say, no, you've got to be in an energy deficit for the week. That could be through uh, cutting calories or increasing exercise. But she gives an example. He says, this person is, didn't give a weight. This person, twins, <clears throat> right? She's eating 2,000 calories a day. She's losing weight. She's basically a desk job, doesn't move around. So she's eating 2,000 calories a day. So her exact twin now is is doing 10,000 steps a day and is exercising for half hour, th- half hour, three to four times a week. So this person, apparently, this female, is now dieting on 3,000 calories a day. So I know this is just, a, you know, not an analogy, whatever you call it, a description, just to make a point. But so he basically said, don't cut calories, you need to increase exercise. And I'm thinking to myself, are you are you insane? So like I know what he's trying to say, trying to make is a markety sort of thing, and it? it's like, oh yeah, look, my clients can do this. They they do some exercise and they can lose loads of weight on super high calories. So I thought, right, telling people to exercise is fair enough. Obviously, to resistance train again, to keep muscle, to look toned, to look better, fair enough. But to say don't cut calories and just increase exercise is just as bad as telling someone, oh, eat 200 calories a day, because you will get to a place where you're going to be fat, and you can't do it. And he went on to say, oh, if you haven't got time, make time. I was like, oh, one of these people here. He's quite well known. He's, I won't say his name, but he's quite well known. But I wasn't a, I wasn't a post back with a what's the point, because you know where it's going to go. It's just going to degenerate into an argument, and it's like, well, what's the point? So I could see... I think he was trying to do it so it was like to sound markety and clever but it ends up because the people in our group listen to him and I've seen him comment on it so I'm thinking oh this guy what's he doing so if anybody's listening and they see that of course just don't listen to him exercise of course but at some point you will have to cut calories to lose weight don't be under the illusion that you're going to be dieting on 3,000 calories a day most large men don't diet on 3K a day. That's just something I wanted to say. You're off my chest. Yeah. You'd have to be doing a hell of a lot of exercise to still be eating 3,000 calories and losing weight. Well, 10K, 12-hour yeah. session. Oh, yeah. no, not enough. Yeah. Unless you are a very, 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 very large woman. Mm. I was going to say, unless you've got a very, very active job. Well, well yeah. yeah. But he was just purely doing the 10,000 steps and the four exercise sessions a week. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, you've got it off your chest now, Johnny. Yeah. I, d- I don't even want to respond. I just, I just wanted to say it. Well. It's plain, plain BS. Um, so... Covered in noodles is even more hanging. <laughs> Have you tried the Slim Zone ones? Because they're no better. I'm, in fact, I'm sure they're probably identical in terms of their uh, ingredients or probably made in the same factory, don't they? But they're like little disgusting little slugs as well. Yeah, that's right. That's, they are slugs, isn't they? <laughs> they are. They're like... like a slug. Yeah, I once tried to make rice pudding out of them. What? Disgusting. I just figured like they're flavourless. 
So, like, whatever you eat them with is obviously where the flavour comes from. And I figured, actually, if you just boiled them in milk with some cinnamon, nutmeg, a bit of sweetener or sugar or whatever, I use sweetener because obviously trying to keep the calories low, um, they'd be all right. But no, still just slimy slugs in milk and nutmeg and cinnamon. So, yeah. Didn't sound good, to be honest. No, they weren't. They weren't. I did eat them all because I don't waste not want not and all that. But Plus, they cost about 10 quid a pack. Maybe not 10 quid, but, you know, you get the idea. I, some would say I maybe ate them very mindfully. Like no. Oh. But before that, Johnny, um, we've obviously know what you've been doing. You've been ranting a lot, clearly, and reading shit posts. Fran, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Uh, well, I graduated on Friday, so I've had quite a hectic weekend. Um, just about recovering now. Um, but, yeah, just training. Um, I've just started my competition prep. I'm competing in junior nationals in September, so just That's powerlifting starting. for those that yes, don't know. Powerlifting, definitely not bodybuilding. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all that's you. Oh, so I just graduated. You know, just graduated. You know, just got just got a BSc, a BSc, yeah. I should say. Um, just nothing really. Isn't it? Just another yeah. day. Just another unusual day. Yeah. Oh, but wow. no, that was a that was a nice day with the family, um, and it's been a weekend of celebration. So I'm quite excited to get back to normal diet and normal. Did, think out tomorrow. Did I see on your Instagram there was obviously a formal um, prom or bash or whatever you kids call them nowadays? Yeah, we had a graduation ball in the evening, which was really really fun. So just everyone basically, everyone's last night together. Lots of drink and dancing and yeah great for your knee because I got back home and I'd already done about 10,000 steps before I even went to bed. I was going to say but, are, you, are you old enough to drink you guys? 20, 22. Oh yeah sorry 22. Sorry it's just you make me feel so old. Yeah. <laughs> Who me? Yeah. Yeah 24. 34. <laughs> <laughs> don't, let ah. the, don't let the hairline fool you, Johnny. I'm really only 24. Oh, I'll be <laughs> Mate, do I have crow's feet? No. I think Jenna always says, like, why do you not have any wrinkles? Like, because I just, very good skincare routine, moisturize every day. I need to moisturize. You do. Mm. Yeah, get more sleep as well. But then, you know, us, us dads, you know, it's quite difficult. Sleepers for suckers. Sleepers for losers. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep is for those that want to have good eating habits and recover well from training, Johnny. Yeah, that's correct. I, I have found myself, when I'm playing with the lies on the floor, nearly falling asleep on the carpet and thinking, maybe I need to sleep more. Well, if you're falling asleep on the carpet playing with your nearly one-year-old daughter, then yes, you probably should sleep more. But I, in, my head, in the back of my head, I thought, you're a long time dead. Yeah, but you'll also be a sooner time dead if you carry on not sleeping. That is true. This is it. So, so we could spin this and say, this is what I hate about people that say, you only live yes. once. Yeah, yes. well, yeah, it's just like, oh, oh, I just think to myself, well, you only live once. Yeah, that's fine. So you just go out and do what you like. Um, because you do only live once. That's, 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 you know, it's absolutely true. But do you want to live for as long as possible and in the best health as possible? Or do you want to just die really fucking soon?
that's it. Drop. Yeah, that's just like, you know, I might die tomorrow, so I'm just going to go out and spend all my money on frivolous shit. And then what happens if I survive? Oh, I've just now got a load of frivolous shit and no money. Brilliant. I guess six hours, am I right? No, <laughs> taking it back to Johnny's sleep. I get six hours. Don't, don't, don't have a heart attack, Brett. Jesus. I get six hours. <laughs> I just found not having much sleep recently just makes me eat really badly as well. And then training's rubbish as well. Just all, once sleep goes, I just spiral. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Um, shall we, uh, has anyone got anything else they want to? Update on Johnny. You know, we I did kind of skip over you a bit because, um, you know, we know you. Books. You what? Bought some books. Bought some books on. Bought this book. Mindset. Oh, okay. By someone called Carol S. Zweck. Yeah. Zweck. Is that Zweck. is that Dean's missus? Could be, possibly. Um, out be a linchpin. Seth Gordon, another one. Mm -hmm. no, nothing nutrition related at all. No. And Bold is the other one, I think it's called Bold. I haven't read that at all. I didn't even know what it's about, really, but I thought it looked good. Is it about uh, really uh, big, dark letters? No. Chunky letters, no? It's quite colourful. Okay. I bought, yeah, a book. I bought a book the other day. What? I bought... Uh, Strength and Hypertrophy by Brad Schoenfeldt or whatever it is, the rules of, I can't think of what the exact title is called, but I'm trying to find it on my bookshelf, but I can't quite see it. Oh, man. I, thought, yeah. I just thought it was about time I bought it, even though it's probably been out about 10 years, I don't know how long it's been out for actually, quite a while, but. True, isn't it? Is it this one? The black uh, one? Yeah. yeah, a couple of years, yeah. Um, I just thought it was about time, you know, just have a little read through it. Obviously, I've been focusing a little bit more on my training knowledge of late, so I just thought oh, I'll get it and try and read it. Your powerlifting and bodybuilding knowledge. Well, mate, I got ninety-two percent, ninety-six percent of what I was in my powerlifting module on SBS. So. Are you coaching me, Brett? Well, I already coach. I already coach one powerlifter. Shout out to Stephen. He's got a comp coming up in November. First, he's in a strongman comp though in four weeks or three and a bit weeks. So that'd be quite cool. I'm going to go watch him as well. So. That'd be cool. Yeah, I will. I will. He's very strong for a, such a little man as well. Little as it's short or light? Uh, well, short really. He's about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, maybe 5'10". Five, 5'9", five, 5'8". Five, no, he's not 5'10", that's too tall, I'm sure. Um, I think he's up to about... So he's, so obviously he did photo shoot with us and I think he got down to about... From memory, from pirate memory games, it was... I'm going to say 59 kilos, but now it feels very light, so maybe not that light. That's about my weight. Yeah, well, he got that. No, I don't think he was 59 kilos. I must have, must have made that up. He's about 76 now, but he has definitely put on a good amount of chunk since the photo shoot. Haven't we all, though, hey? Um, but, no, he's, look, he's looking... No, true. But he's looking good for it. Um, he's still holding it quite well. Um, distributed quite nicely. And, obviously, pulling some... Or some doing some good numbers on the strongman front. So, hopefully, he'll do quite well. Um, he's going to be a lot lighter, I think, than most people. Because I think he... It's capped at about 83 kilos or something. And obviously he's like 76 and it's like three weeks. So there's no way he's going to be pushing his weight up that much. There'd be no point doing it anyway. Trying to get that heavy. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool. Looking what forward to it. competing in powerlifting? He did tell me, but I can't remember. 74 or 83? 
I'd imagine 74. 83 seems quite a jump. Um, and I'd imagine, again, he'd be a lot smaller than the rest of the guys trying to get up to that. Um, so, yeah. He'll do all right. He's done, he's done a couple before, so he'll, he'll do all right. He listens as well, so he'll be listening to this. So let's all wish him well. Go on, Steve. Go on, son. Good luck. Good luck. Um, thing in it. People ask you for advice. Sometimes people for it. Um, then not listening. Hmm. Worst is people asking for free advice, and this is true. People ask for free advice. If you spend too much time, they will never listen to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's listening to this, they want some advice. We phone you. Do you want a phone call? You're not serious. Is that harsh? I don't think it's harsh. Just, just something I thought about right there, man. <laughs> just saying. Hashtag. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh. all. I'm all helping people as much as possible. But if you're not going to, not going to do it, then what's the point? No, I agree. I agree. There's nothing, nothing worse than people asking for free help, and then you spending time doing so, and then. They either don't do it or you know, they, go, they go off and ask other people for help. And then it's like, well, that's great. Ask different avenues. But, you know, like... Validation of what they want to hear, not what they yeah. need to hear. I'll go to the person telling them not to, not to cut calories, right? Yeah. That sounds a little bit more fun. Yeah. That, that sounds lovely. If I could find a guy like that, I would do it as well. Yeah. Like 4,000 calories, you say. Lose weight. And I'm all for that. Not... 2,000 calories and lose weight. I'm probably eating 4,000 calories a day and significantly gaining weight. How much weight a week? Do you know what? Sometimes it's going like five pounds. <laughs> I'm not joking either. <laughs> no? no, it's been a f- I've had the last couple of weeks have been weird. They've got, I've, I reckon I've put on about five, six pounds last two weeks. Um, even though my calorie consumption hasn't really, that I'm aware of, increased that much in the last couple of weeks. A bit. Nothing to do with the burgers, fries, and waffles. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, moderation, all that. (laughs) Speaking of dessert, I had because of my birthday too, as I was taken out today. I had a pancake, two, three little pancakes with blackjack ice cream. Blackjack ice cream. That's that's new to me. Is it licorice? Yeah, it's disgusting. So what? Who thought of this would look would taste good? It tasted like shit. I don't even like licorice, so... Ruined it. Ruined the pancakes. Mm. I didn't know the blackjack ice cream. I just seen ice cream. Lots of hair. Kim, black. Was that what's this? And it was terrible, I would say. Um, Brett, it was the same as we went, the other we went a few months back. Why may I do? Mm. There's nothing more disappointing than a bad dessert. Mm. Yeah, no. Disappointing. Um, how about someone inserting a hot item up your rear end? What? I'd imagine that's worse than getting a bad dessert. I haven't been... Just something really hot <laughs> up your rear end. I don't know why that came to mind and not something like else. Like an armadillo. That <laughs> yeah. would be worse than a bad dessert, you're right. Yeah, I was just thinking there's, not, there's nothing worse than a bad dessert. I'm thinking, eh, I can think of a few things. Food-wise. Food-wise, okay. How about, here's a question that, um, where did I hear it? Oh, I heard it on, like, if anyone, anyone listening that doesn't follow Mike Harrison on Instagram, go follow him because I'll be honest, he does have some of the best stories. 
Um, but on his Insta stories, I think someone, you know this new questions feature on Instagram? Johnny, you won't know because you don't have Instagram. Um, where you can yeah. just say, ask me a question or whatever. Well, someone, he said, ask me anything. So someone asked him, what would he rather eat? Chocolate flavoured poo or poo flavoured chocolate? Chocolate flavoured poo. <laughs> no. Well, poo you know, poo flavoured chocolate. Poo flavoured chocolate. Okay. Yeah. So basically, if you're eating chocolate flavoured poo, it's pretty much chocolate, isn't it? If you're eating poo flavoured chocolate, it's pretty much poo. So. <laughs> yeah, but it, at least the physical, it's not. But it's just it's just pooing. Well, yeah, but it's just pooing like chocolate um, consistency. So still poo in my eyes. No, it's flavored chocolate, but just flavored. Yeah, but if it's flavored like poo, is it doesn't not pretty much make it poo? Oh, disgusting. No. Whereas at least if the it might be poo consistency, but if it's flavored like chocolate, it's kind of like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is terrific. Yeah, sorry, it's gone too far, hasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's not like this podcast to go that far, is it? Tell you what's a nice meal coming to my head steak, curly fries, and three degrees. What? <laughs> three degrees. Peas. <laughs> what, what? You suddenly turned cockney on me, Johnny. Oh, dear. In it, blood. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, this is a, this is a bit random again. But do you find a lot of places can't cook steak properly? Yeah, I find most places not about expensive. They can't cook steak properly. Yeah, it's yeah. like why am I chewing this steak for the next twenty minutes? Get it right. Are we just going to literally use this podcast as an avenue to just moan about random shit? Right. It's relevant to nutrition, some of it. Some of it, chocolate flavored poo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, I'm ca- I'm ca- no, I'm calling this here now. I think we need to move on. It's gone too far. Oh dear! Like now, I don't even know what we were going to talk about. What are we going to talk about? Mindless eating. Mindless eating. That was it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's talk about mindless eating and not mindlessly eating stuff we shouldn't be eating, like really chewy steak or chocolate covered poo. Um, right. Well. I'm literally right now thinking on the fly how we're going to structure this. So we're going to, someone's going to define mindless eating. Someone's going to say, give some examples of mindless eating. And mindless, I can't even speak, mindless eating. And then someone's going to come up with some um, support or strategy or tactics of how we avoid mindless eating. How about that? Great. See, look at that. And I just literally can't with that just then. I mean, Wow. So who's going to define mindless eating? Do we have a definition each or what we think it is? Yeah, if you want. Yes. It's like eating while distracted. So when you're on the phone or you're watching TV or someone's asking you a complicated question and you're just eating stuff while you're just pissing around on your phone or whatever and you just forget oh look I've just eaten the whole plate of donuts I didn't realise yeah yeah that's mine yeah I think mine would be similar just the sort of meal that you have where someone could ask you a minute after you finished was that nice and you wouldn't be able to answer 
because you literally don't recall the taste, you don't recall the texture, you don't recall anything about it because you've just shoveled it in whilst, like Johnny said, distracted. I would definitely agree that they are forms of mindless eating. Um, I think, I suppose, mindless eating for me falls in tons of different avenues um, because obviously it could just be literally or distracted. Um, I also think there's so many things that affects how, what, and why we eat without us without us consciously knowing and subconsciously as well. So I'm also thinking of things like marketing, uh, advertisements, all the type of stuff that actually like triggers and affects our eating habits without us really even thinking about it. So that also falls for me under the minus eating aspect. Um, I guess so much so like, you know, the example of you go to the shop to buy something, I don't know, milk, bread or whatever, and you stop by the counter and there's some really delicious looking chocolate bars by the counter and you think, oh, I'll just pick one of those up. Like for me, that's also kind of falls under the realms of minus eating because although you, you haven't eaten it there and then, there's something that's kind of made you pick that bar up. It might be things like strategically placed because obviously these guys that does do this stuff, I put that like does all of the marketing spend for obviously these big companies that are trying to promote these these items. That's all strategic, you know. It's not by chance or by luck that it's kind of placed in certain positions or you know certain kind of labels or you know they use certain slogans and all these types of stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Present. Maybe we should Google. Maybe we should just Google it. So I tried to just do there's not really a single no, mindless eating can be defined as eating food without paying adequate attention to what and how much is being eaten. Simple. You bring you, 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 you get in there, you shovel it in as fast as you can. Yeah. Definitely. And I guess like Preface some of the stuff we maybe may talk about. A lot of the things and um, mindful eating we've gone on on a previous episode. We're obviously with Laura Tilt. So if anyone wants or is interested, maybe go back and listen to that episode if you haven't before. Because that was there's a lot of stuff around uh, mindfulness and mind mind mindful eating. But I guess we are going to attack the other side in mindless eating. Um, okay, cool. Let's. What's, so I guess we have all had clients where they probably fall into this category to a certain extent, um, if not ourselves as well, probably ourselves as well. Let's come, let's come up with some examples of like where mindless eating has, has happened. So who wants to go first? Johnny, you look po- poised. Go on, go on, son. You do have to take yourself off mute though. When I'm, when I'm in work and I'm in a rush to eat, so when I'm like, I've got... I know I got something to do later on, so rather than just drag it out and just have food quickly, two minutes down, I'll do it now out of the way. So you're just going, bang, go, let's go. I'm in a rush. So that, that is minus eating because I just feel hungry. I haven't eaten anything, even though I have. And I just want to eat something again, like two hours later. So that is like mindless eating for me or if, someone, if I'm eating food and someone's trying to talk to me about something. About someone is relatively complicated then, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Should eat in, and you're trying to explain something to someone, and then again, it's like, like you said earlier, fam, what did I taste like? Don't know. I might follow. No, what was the texture? I don't know. I can't remember. So those are two things. I mean, in a rush, most people are in a rush, today. So I would say a lot of people eat on the go, 
in a rush because most people have got set dinner breaks. Unless you're lucky, and you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say for me, I mostly mind the seat when I'm hungry. I don't quite know what I'm about to cook, so I go around the kitchen having a little spoonful of absolutely everything until I decide what I want to cook. And I've probably consumed about at least 100 calories of different bits and bobs before I've even decided what I'm going to make for dinner. Are you making a Nutella sandwich? <laughs> a bit of peanut butter. Uh, what I, mean, I, think, I think it is quite common, and it is a bit of an Instagram joke, but it's not really a joke, I suppose. Well, it shouldn't be that funny anyway. Um, it's quite common people have like their pre-meal meal. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to have. So, like, I think Ed joked about it actually on one of the episodes where he's like, "Oh, I'd make some toast while I decide what I'm going to cook for tea." Yeah, and it is a bit mindless, or just gluttonous, I suppose. I don't know. I suppose you could easily fit them into both categories. I think it happens quite a lot. If well, for me, it happens when I get back from training. I'm absolutely starving. I can't. I haven't planned what I'm going to have, so I can't. I just don't make an instant decision. So it's driven by the fact that I'm hungry and I've just trained and I've just got back in and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And I haven't planned anything in advance, so I just eat random stuff until I actually decide what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, I have the same problem, but uh, in that I... So the way my environment is at the moment, or my, my structure of eating, is that I have my... forget mornings, but I... I yeah, forget my words. I have my lunch around two o'clock, half one, two o'clock. I then will have a mid-afternoon snack, sort of half four, probably. It's generally a protein bar, something similar. I don't eat again until someone goes to bed at about half past seven. And at that point, like, bear in mind, I only had a snack at half four. When I get home from work, I am a bit bored and a bit hungry and all of the above. So I will tend to then, tr- like, snack on stuff. Uh, most of the time, though, it's generally just something like I'll just grab like some carrots out of the fridge and just eat some carrot because I can get away with that without worrying too much. You know, there's not a lot of calories in the carrot, is there? So mm. I don't eat in the most of the time. You can grab carrots, though. No, I know. That's a habit you have because yeah. most people grab biscuits and chocolate and Nutella or wine. Wine's not going to fill you up, Johnny. I suppose that is another one though, drinks drinks that have calories that people don't think about. That's almost mindless eating, mm-hmm. mindless consuming calories. Yeah, I don't know if that's mindless, well yeah, it's, I suppose it's mindless, but I just think it's more like uneducated, but mm. one one in the same to a certain extent, I suppose. Yeah. I find it happens for me as well, when I've not eaten all day, or if I have really low calorie, and I know what I'm at, I know I've got whatever, 1,200 calories left, and it's like 6 o'clock. I go, I can have that, 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 and I'll pick up. So that's mindless eating. Go, I'll have some of that, some of that before I actually cook it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed. It doesn't happen all the time, just now and again. Yeah. I guess, like, so to give some value back in terms of kind of, okay, some of the stuff we then talked about. A lot of this stuff, I think, like you said about the carrot thing, Fran, um, the... My solution, is that right? Is that, I suppose it is a solution. So my solution to my issue, my barrier, or my my potential roadblock is to have something in the uh, fridge or cupboard or whatever else that is reasonably uh, calorie-free, 
uh, or light on calories, just enough to satisfy, because I suppose like a lot of the things as well in terms of our appetite satisfaction, you know, we've, I think we've covered on other episodes is um, calorie density is one, but there's also obviously food volume, obviously that affects obviously how satiated we feel. I've also read some stuff before around other um, senses, so like crunch as well. So a more crunchy and texturous of food, texturous, is that even a word? Let's make that up, I might have made that up. A uh, more crunchy and textured a food is, that can often also le- uh, leave us feeling more satiated, I believe. So that's why carrots tick the box for me, because they are obviously yeah. crunchy, it makes a noise, um, they're firm, you have to chew hard. Um, obviously there's a reason about food volume, considering, and obviously it's lo- the, the low calorie part. Um, so I guess it's like, like I've just kind of done that to get over that roadblock, stumbling block or whatever. Whereas like you say, other people might not do that. So I would say like a lot of these things that maybe we might talk about here is probably going to be around of like the solution to these things aren't necessarily going to be education as such, but more like changing your environment or your habit change. Yeah. And I guess there's a little bit of education that has to come with that, but you can't just tell someone, oh, by the way, do you know that's got loads of cal- calories in? Because like you say, that isn't going to stop someone going to their fridge when they're tired and hungry and not getting grabbing the biscuits or chocolate. It is like a habit though, isn't it? It's a, I get home from work and I go to the fridge. Mm. If that becomes a habit, then that's something that needs to be broken rather than, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people like that might become a habit. Sorry, say again. Just finding a way to break that habit. Yeah, yeah, and I was just going to say like a lot of people might leave the work, leave their office or work or whatever they do and if they're stressed and stop on the way home for a bottle of wine and that becomes habit because obviously oh that made me feel a bit better and you have another stressed day at work and you think oh I'm just going to get another bottle of wine again and all of a sudden you've kind of developed this poor habit yeah I find me if, I, if I'm stressed and I eat it'll only be if I've got it with me on me like I wouldn't stop in a shop if I'm stressed to go get something it'd have to be within you know I'd be in the kitchen or something like that so if I'm stressed out and about I wouldn't go and spend fiver on whatever but that's just me yeah um, no no no, no that's, that's, that's absolutely true um, so I guess like do something about mindless eating is, so we've said about a lot of stuff is more like mindlessly snacking whereas like Johnny you said about mindlessly eating in, in that you're busy and you don't eat your breakfast um in any type of uh, ritual or uh, environment, or no, I don't know. Describe it. You, in, you don't eat your breakfast in a place you would consider more mindful or better for you. I don't know how else to describe it really, because um, you just eat it on the run in the car. And obviously, I guess that's maybe a lot of the problem with us is that we overeat, maybe whether it be in that specific meal or just generally, because do we even really know when we're full? Most people probably don't. No, because it just, it, just, it just brings me back to the conversation with Laura where she said, like, um, how do we really know when we're done eating? Because like, she, she kind of used the analogy of, and I'm sure we've all done it, you've sat there with your meal and you're eating in front of a laptop or a TV or whatever else, and then you kind of put your fork in and you're like, oh, it's empty. Didn't even know, you know, didn't even know that it happened. It's like, oh, well, now I feel like I'm, I'm not really ready. Or you're like, my, like Jen is one of these people that she has to have the know when her last mouthful is because if she doesn't she then feels very disappointed like her meal's not ended or it's ended too soon but it almost wouldn't matter how big the meal is it's kind of like like it could be really small or you know a lot bigger but she just needs to know when it's going to end 
I think that's because if we don't sit there and be mindful uh, and and think about it and actually listen to our bodies, do do we ever really know where we fall? Does that then cause us to overeat? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. phones as well, aren't they? Mm. Phones just cause have caused me, haven't they? Because everyone's on their phone, aren't they? And that's rather that's the new TV, and everything's through there. All adverts are through there. Mm-hmm. All the YouTube videos are through there. You shop on there. You talk to people on there. You do everything on your phone. So mm-hmm. TV is made it irrelevant. It's just phones. So yeah, it's mind eating. Looking at other people's food while you're eating your own. That doesn't help. No. I, I was going to just say, like, is it was it one sink that the studies around chicken wings? Does that ring any any bells? Or have I made this up? I'm sure I haven't made this up. Um, maybe it wasn't Brian Wansing, I can't remember, but I know he, he's done a lot of like, the M&M's and Skittles, um, ones where he labelled the M&M's low-fat, didn't he? Did that them studies. But I'm sure he did one with chicken wings, where basically they got people to eat as many chicken wings as they want. And I think one group, they left the bones on the table, and one group, they took them away. And obviously the people that had the bones taken away ate more. I can't remember how much, but like uh, quite a lot more. Because I guess people, the, the bones on the table is a cue to know how much you've eaten and to kind of cue people to stop at some point. Whereas when they took the bones away, they just kept eating them because they didn't really listen to their own hunger signals. So I suppose it's stuff like that. Again, it's that distraction. It shows you that it is genuinely um, a barrier for people, for, for like for everyday individuals, that they don't know their own appetite, so they don't know their own hunger levels. Yeah, that rings a bell, actually. I do mm. Yeah. And the refillable soup bowls. It's another one of his. Have I made that up as well? Yeah, it comes up from the bottom and it just keeps filling up the... Yeah. Because, like, 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 again, there's no cue to stop. Like, the bowl didn't empty, so it just kept eating. Mm-hmm. You know? I guess, you, like, I don't know, like you, I suppose you could argue a lot that might be food uh, availability, that the, the food is constantly available, and obviously that's what's contributing to the overeating rather than necessarily mind, mindlessness. But partly I still think it's interlinked. Yeah, now it's okay. Interesting. Would it be good to have and do it on the same person when they're not watching TV? They've got no distractions, no phone, no YouTube, no TV, and they just sit there with no one around, so they have to focus on what they're eating, see my sheet, and then compare after if they're talking to someone, or they fan you around on YouTube or watching TV, see the difference in that endless Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was Laura's recommendation to start with trying to do at least one meal a day, was it, without any distractions? Yeah, I can't remember if it was like one meal, but it probably, yeah. Uh, like certainly she said, like just experiment. So just sit down and force yourself to do it without anything at all. So like you say, no distractions, no phones, no TV. Um, and I don't, did any of you two ever try it? I did. I have tried it, yeah. I you found th- it quite hard. Yeah. I was going to say, how did, how did you find it? Yeah, quite, um, I don't know, I almost got bored of eating because I was having to focus on eating yeah. rather than other things. Yeah, I, I, I definitely wouldn't say I got bored of eating, but I definitely felt awkward, is there any way to describe it, probably? I just sat there and felt like, like sitting in a room on my own, just eating, just felt a bit like, yeah, awkward or or like just generally a bit like weirded out. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to try. I guess that maybe just comes with just 
habits in terms of that my I don't have a habit of or you know like I'm not conditioned to be in that type of environment because for me that's an alien because I, I never eat on my own in a room um, to be honest like very rarely nowadays even though I always used to try and make the, the habit but very rarely they eat up a table nowadays you know I want typical people sitting in front of the TV eating their dinner mm. like breakfast as you can sit so feed and lies at the same time mm. so I'm doing what she's eating rather than what I'm mm. well, trying to feed the dog with their own food I'm trying to stop her doing that. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. I, I think I definitely recommend everyone try it. And I think, like you say, Fran, whether it's you're bored of eating or you've just naturally got to a point where actually, you know, I'm not, I actually realize I'm not hungry because I'm listening. You know, um, who knows? But I think it definitely does work. I don't know what you guys think, but I find that if I have the same meal over and over again, so for example, my breakfast, I mindlessly eat that every morning because I have the same thing every morning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know what it tastes like. I know, I know what it is. So I find that if I do just have the same thing over and over and over again, that I end up just shoveling it in because it's the same old thing. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the same. Yeah. Um, no. so I, when I like try a new recipe or something, I'm always more satiated. Because I have actually put some thought into what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. As I'm eating it as well. Yeah. Look at the notes, you know, I'll go make this. This is a bit different. Get the ingredients out, chop some veg or whatever. It takes more time than it's you're more aware of what you're doing from start to finish, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, if you have oats and whey in the morning, you can probably you can eyeball the oats and the whey probably you wouldn't even do anything. So you can done. That's, that, that's interesting from like a, the, the food variability literature would obviously probably suggest otherwise in that you would probably think you'd be less satiated the more variability you have. Yeah, if it's very highly palatable food, I suppose. If yeah. I'm guessing most of your food is rather than, you know, you're not eating Dallas boring shit. But not, I mean, no, don't worry, obviously, you know, as well as, you know, everyone if for those listening they should know obviously research is research you still have to tailor it to individual you know you're not looking at an overall whole everyone's individual so just because the research says oh food variability suggests that blah 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 it's like actually you know everyone's different so um i didn't mean to obviously undermine you there or anything fran like it is, is, is this no, 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 it's yeah. just i mindlessly eat because i know what it tastes like oh, it's the same thing every day so i just yeah. shovel it in yeah. whereas well, maybe because i'm thinking oh is this a good new recipe to be able to share with people because that's what I like to do. Then I think more about what I'm doing and eating and yeah. the text because I'm thinking about, oh, is this good to share or not? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just something that I have. But no, no, no. Right. If you had like, if you had a meal you didn't really like, it's just more like, oh, I've got to eat this because it's low carb because I'm dieting. Then you probably wouldn't look forward to it. You probably would be full because it's so boring mm-hmm. and yeah. so like, oh, I don't really want to eat this. Because it's more bland rather than yeah. powerful, which then would agree with a bit of research, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like putting sauces and stuff on things to make it taste nicer, actually, then. Yeah. 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 Especially, especially, like, I guess, again, the variability stuff. Like, if you're eating, you know, you've, you've well, I think we've used it before, but obviously Martin, I know, has used it during one of his talks, but around the whole eating rice you can eat white rice for so much until you add some sweet chili sauce and all of a sudden you've got room for more um, and i think that comes down from kind of the um savory and sweet variations that for whatever reason we have programmed is you know part of our um 
quest to consume calories. Obviously, very food varieties, you know, something Stephen Guillen has talked about a lot, and that does definitely mean that we kind of can consume more if we do that. So, um, so I'm just thinking the mindless eating thing. So I know like a lot of my clients struggle with, and I don't know if it's really fall falls under necessarily directly mindless eating, but I think it does. It's it's, it's linked partly. But the type of scenario, say, is the example where um, you've kind of planned your food at the week, you're sticking to your diet, and then um, you have some friends over and they bring a random dessert you didn't know about. Um, and I don't know if it's like mindless eating, because I guess you've always got the choice of whether you eat it or not, but I suppose it can also be quite difficult to say no, or you know, you might be tempted into having it. How would you deal with that type of situation? I don't know if it is mindless, really, but... Depends on my goal if you know what I mean if I, I've got a goal of <clears throat> right I have to be in this condition by this did I go like no offence I'm not having it mm-hmm. don't try and persuade me because mm-hmm. people do to me oh go on it won't hurt I don't care if it doesn't hurt I'm not having it um, but then if I'm maybe a weight maintenance or I've got nothing to I've got no goal I would definitely have it so there it is but it's just mindless I know I probably don't need it it's probably taking more of my calories for the day but well, what, what, what if your goal is weight loss? Um, you don't you don't necessarily have anything so strict like a bodybuilding show or anything like that. But maybe your goal is weight loss to go on a holiday, say in a couple of months. If it's for a holiday in a couple of months, then I probably would. Oh, Johnny's froze. Yeah, he's froze. Johnny, you're frozen. If you can hear us. Do you, do, you want, do you want to fill the gap, Fran? Oh, guess what he's about to say. Um, oh. oh, he's back. Johnny, you're back. You froze that entire... Yeah, you froze for about 30 seconds there, mate. So basically, just start again. What was it on the most? <laughs> what, you've if forgotten already? had a weight loss goal. Did it again, sorry, Fran. I broke up. If you had a weight loss goal um, and someone brought the dessert over, what would you... Okay. Right. Do? If it was time-sensitive, like a holiday or whatever, then I would say, shove a cake up your ass. No, I wouldn't say that, but i go, no, I don't want to cake. So that's not a very nice way to speak to people. I just bought you dessert, Johnny. <laughs> i say, no, look, don't try and persuade him. Not You'd say, oh, that's really kind. Thank you ever so much, but I'm gluten Shut intolerant. <laughs> something. No. No. All right, no. Shove a cake up your ass. If it wasn't time sensitive, it was just like, oh, I want to lose two stone with no weight, with no time frame, then I would have it. What? 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 No, I was just going to say, what What if that then becomes frequent, though? Because you're like... I need, I, need a, I need a goal. I need a time frame. I need something. Yeah. I've learned that yeah. myself probably the last year or two. If, if there's no... Like, do you have to be... You have to, your aim is to get to this place by this date, then I will put the effort in. If there's no end date, then I'm just like, well, this this cake then is irrelevant across the time course of my goal because there is no time. Yeah. So yeah. a thousand, even five thousand calories, you know, it's over the top. But if I gain a pound, then who cares? Over a year, it doesn't matter. It? No, but as I say, what if that then becomes every week? I'd have to give myself a goal of some sort. I'd have to make it time sensitive 
Really? Okay. Or well, you, if you know you're the sort of person that's going to have a dessert every weekend, then you just account for it during yeah. the week to have yeah. a bit less throughout the week so that you can have the dessert and still stay on track. Or, like you said there, yeah, do that. Or if I could see it happen all the time, I'm thinking, well, actually, I need to sort this out. And either do, like you said, and incorporate it into the plan. Or just go back to being, look, actually, no, I don't want it. I don't need it. Yeah. Okay. Even though it'll be flexible, then you don't need to say no one again. You yeah. can't be too that, that goes back to the episode a couple of weeks ago where we said around, like, just because you can be flexible, should you? Because making very flexible choices all the time doesn't really promote adherence overly well in that imaginary appetite is probably the key consideration in my opinion and obviously if you don't do that because you're spending too many of your calories on frivolous foods then um, I think it's going to undermine your progress and you're going to end up not adhering to your diet unfortunately so yeah I think I mean I guess like the, that example I was talking about in terms of someone bringing dessert over is kind of more like yeah Fran obviously I, I if you know it's going to happen, definitely you can try and account for it. But I guess it's one of those things where like, it happens maybe frequently and you haven't planned for someone to have bring dessert over, for example. Or it might not be that. It might be, you know, something else has come up that has meant that you just, you know, something's come up. But I guess that's the thing is like, like it'll always happen all the time. So you can't just, and that's why like, you, you, I challenge your point, Johnny, around like, I'll just eat it if there's no time frame. Because like, well, actually, there will probably always be something to say yeah, I'll just have it now because I've got no time frame and then you'll never get anywhere. Yeah, that's true. You've got to, you've got to have, you have to have some sort of willpower as well, don't you? Mm. No matter how flexible you can be and how much you incorporate, you do have to say no to lose weight because you are cutting calories mm. even though you're going to eat a chocolate bar, you are cutting the amount you can eat. So yeah, you should have to say it now and again. Look, no, I've had this many calories a day. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. Or even at the start of the day, I know that's going to take me very close to my uh, calories for the day. It'll wreck the rest of it. No. But you do have to say, look, no, I'm not having it. Mm -hmm. Depending on how your friends are. A lot of people a lot of people like this, go on, it won't hurt, go on, uh, it's only a piece of cake, blah, blah, blah. Try it. They, they try to justify it for you. That's a different uh, topic. Another day. Mm -hmm. How about this, Fern? I'm going to throw another scenario because I'm finding this chat very interesting. Um, what about someone that mindlessly, maybe been dieting for a while, very successfully dieting, but obviously pushing their body to reasonably extreme levels of leanness? So you can imagine that hunger and appetite is quite a problem for most people at that, that point. What happens when they go away, uh, maybe to something like, I don't know a wedding or a function where there's like all of the, the poorer food choices and uh, all of the kind of the temptations that maybe you wouldn't want when you're in that state. How would you deal with someone that mindlessly then just maybe made their way through the entire evening buffet? Oh, so after the fact. After. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose. Let's say after. How would you like tell someone to deal with it? My approach would be to just get back to normal eating ASAP rather than restrict afterwards because of the whole cycle that is so easy to fall into, especially if you're that dieted down of almost binging and restricting. Um, 
because then you starve yourself again and then there's another occasion or you start eating and you begin overeating again my advice would be get back to your normal diet ASAP drink tons of water and we'll see what the damage is in a week's time if there is any damage because there might not be as much as you initially think if you step on scale the next morning versus in seven days time after getting back on track it's going to be kind of different that's how I'd approach it yeah I I'm pretty much very similar and obviously asked the question look have there anything else very similar to that coming up in the future and then you can see what you could do potentially going forward but for me it's like look as one day you've been 12 14 16 20 weeks whatever really being bang on it I know we've got a bodybuilding show or whatever coming up so it could affect something it depends how close you are out um look to worry about it is a one-off, get back to it again. I would say, if this is a show that you're going for, I would say, you be that guy. This is, this because if you're doing bodybuilding show, you are insane. You be that guy who takes Tupperware with you. If you have got goals that, I wouldn't say this normal clients, by the way. If you've got goals that are that extreme, you have to be extreme in your behavior some of the time. So for me, I'd be like, next time, take some tapas with you. If your goal is that important, just do it. Whatever. Unless you don't wear it. Then you probably be dying when you don't wear it. Well, I wasn't supposed to take Tupperware my own wedding. No. <laughs> so it depends. For, for the most population, I would, I would, I would never say, look, take Tupperware with you to a wedding because it's ridiculous. But if you are close to the show and that's your goal, then. You could potentially fuck it all up. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Because it's not the fact that you've eaten whatever on that day. It's the fact that you've had a taste of that again after not having it for 16 weeks, 20 weeks. And we know how difficult it is to be on a, on plan, have some really nice food. It's hard to get bang on it. And that's with normal people. Mm-hmm. I'm really good for a week. I've had a pizza. I can't quite get back to it again. And that could happen with that person. But yeah, like fans that get back to an ASAP and probably monitor for any behaviour that suggests that he's doing it more frequent. Possibly. After that. Just something I thought of by then. No, that's good. Is there any occasion where you might not ask someone just to get back to it and maybe look to try and reverse some of the damage? Either yeah, but yeah. Yeah. There are occasions, yeah. I think it's like it goes back to like a time-sensitive goal again, like like that bodybuilding bodybuilding show. Then you're going to have to try and reverse some of the damage if he's gone to that extreme, because you have got time-sensitive goal and you are being judged on how you look in pants or a bikini or whatever. So you could say, look, for the next three days, you're going to have to cut this many calories try and get back on track and I think of a lot of gen pop obviously depends on their psychology and I would probably say look we need to look at what can we do now going forward to make that day not as bad as it could be to look oh look you normally this this and this mean let's reduce some portions down if you've got a holiday to go for and you know if they don't hit a certain weight or a look 
they're going to be gutted. Something along those lines. Cool. Good. Big silence. Uh, are there any more occasions of mindless eating that we can think of what might help people? Uh, I'm trying to think back to clients now, really, in terms of kind of some of the kind of key, uh, not key, uh, some of the common kind of barriers or issues they have. Have anyone got any more from their clients? Night out. People who mindlessly eat on a night out. Mm-hmm. Whether that be down to they're not they're not used to going out and being able to track and incorporate them in. So they've just gone, oh, I'm on a diet for this many weeks. I haven't thought about this night out. I'm on it now. Oh, uh, oh whatever. I'll just eat whatever I want. It'll be all right. So on a, on a night out, it can be mindless. Because when, you, when you're drunk, you are mindless. So there, you, you can, if you have a kebab, it's mindless eating. You probably don't need that kebab after having 10 bites. And you're bloated anyway. So having that kebab just mindless eating because it's like, oh, well, everybody else is going. I may as well do it rather than go home. I know I don't need it. But you don't even know that at the time, do you? You're not thinking, I don't need it. Just, you do it. You don't care. That we is. Sorry, sorry. I finished. Oh, no, I was going to say, we had a conversation after our graduation ball, and they were giving out free waffles um, for everyone. And at the time, it was the most delicious waffle I have ever had in my whole entire life. And we, it was the best five minutes because we got these free waffles. And we all woke up in the morning we were, and we were having a chat and we were like, do you remember how much we enjoyed those waffles? Do you think they'd even be nice if we weren't on a night out and drunk? And we all kind of came to the conclusion that they probably weren't actually that nice. But just because we were there and it seemed like a great idea at the time, it I bet they were still the best Delicious. best waffles here. Yeah, I bet they were amazing. They were fresh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they would have been as nice if we were sober. No, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to concur with that statement because this is genuinely a very true story. And I don't know what I had to preface like it was going to be a lie. However, I went to my friend's wedding and he bought a chocolate wedding cake from Marks and Spencer for his wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, I have very vivid memories of being absolutely battered but at the bar uh, a very nice manor house where he got married and they had like plates of or trays of like sliced up bits of cake at the bar and I remember eating some I turned and said to him this cake literally is probably the best chocolate cake I've ever eaten I said to him it's like I think my phrase was something on the lines of it's like it's got crack cocaine in it or something because I just can't stop eating it I must have had like loads of it and I actually bit off the back of that decided to buy that exact same wedding cake for my wedding and I must admit, I didn't think it tasted as good second time around as it did when I was battered at his wedding. And at my wedding, I also wasn't that drunk. So that might have been a big differentiating factor as to why they tasted different. Who knows? So, anecdotally, it fits in with your story, Fran, anyway. Yeah. So. That's it. I did me. I'm going to put you to the test. I'm going to get tests everywhere. Nutrition tests. <laughs> in what way? Chocolate. Gave steaming and feed you a chocolate cake and see what happens. All oh, right, mate. If, get, get me steaming. It won't take a lot. I was in uh, Burton on Trent at the home of the English Football cl- uh, International Club. Fo- <laughs> How would you describe them? the English International Football Club? English in that, yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, that's basically the home of the all twenty-eight national uh, England teams um, on Wednesday night. Very cool place to be, actually. Saw Gareth Southgate. Um, 
I got a picture taken with Kevin Keegan. Saw him in the bar. Very nice guy. Shout out to King Kev. Um, this is not really the reason of the story. The reason of the story is this, is I did get a little bit drunk. And bear in mind that, Johnny, much like you, I very rarely ever drink other than at MNU events um, and obviously at the home of the uh, of the English national team. Um, yeah, I did have a few G&Ts and I went through three desserts. So Nice. Yeah. So it wouldn't take a lot is my point in that get me drunk and I will probably eat anything. And me, I'll be honest. I'm not going to eat you. Well, I might what? eat you. You said I'm me. I said I'm not going to eat you, but I might eat you. I don't know. Beg your pardon? That <laughs> wasn't a sexual reference, Johnny. Good. <laughs> and it wasn't a... Um, <laughs> not that much sexual. No, 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 good. Um, so it wasn't also a cannibalism reference either. Um, even though it would be if I ate you. I get it. Who knows who goes on when you're drunk? Who knows? No. Who knows well, that? Yeah. I don't think I've genuinely drunk for about nine years. Wow. Fran hasn't drunk for about nine hours, probably. <laughs> I was in the... 24. 24, yeah. Maybe 46. <laughs> I was in a bar relatively local to me and I thought, every time I want to drink, I'm thinking, I don't drink. So let's see how good you really are drinking. So I thought, let's do, let's do Strongbow. Eight pints of Strongbow in two hours. I was sleeping on the bar. Two hours later, I saw my night was two hours. Done. Gone. Ruined. Uh, uh, this is strange. So I know we're going really off topic, but I don't know 100% how the mechanisms of alcohol metabolism and nutritional food necessarily go. Um, but you know the kind of the myth or the... Say myth, no, the... The conception of you must eat a meal before you drink otherwise you get drunk really quick I don't know if that's true or not um, also people like me and you Johnny who don't drink very often people will say that when you haven't drunk for ages you'll get really wasted really quick and I tend to find that that's not actually true but I definitely the latter I don't actually drink that often by the way <laughs> yeah, liar you're a student come on so <laughs> um I, I like take take Wednesday's example. Bear in mind, I haven't been drunk for for quite a while, like definitely not this year. I think I can't remember being drunk this year. That might have been because I was drunk, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> no, generally, like so, and I I I probably had three or four pints of Guinness easily, easily. I'm not even joking. Easily over about a dozen GNTs. And I would honestly say that I was tipsy at best. And this was probably from the time frame of, say, let's say, half past six to about 2 a.m. So I don't think it's a reasonable amount of alcohol, but I would say I was tipsy at best. Why didn't I thought I was going to be shit-faced? There was, there's pictures of me holding like three G&Ts in my hands at one time because people get past them because they were free. So people get past them to me. So like, why was I not drunk? It's not, I thought it was not just down to like... Just like everything and everybody's different. I mean, yeah, but I also, genetics are similar, neighbor. I don't know. Some is, I don't know. Enzymes yeah, but, different. Or, yeah, but or whatever, must be, that, must, that must be diff, different enzymes at different times then as well because there's been times where I've drunk two pints and felt absolutely shit-faced. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Does feel impacted? So obviously, if you're under stress, is, is there hormones in there that affect that? Because you know, obviously stress affects a shitload of things. 
I don't know. I don't know, Johnny. I don't know why you asked me. I said I didn't know. I always thought it was to do with how hydrated and how hydrated you were. But that again could be a myth. I think I think we need to do Yeah, well I think we need to do some research and do an episode on this. Yeah. That could be quite interesting. Yeah. Maybe if I have a drink and have one drink and I'll go red in the face and I'll feel dipsy after one. So I'm done. I'll have have two now and that's it. I'm done. Six pounds. Cheap day. Yeah, very cheap. Yeah, very cheap. So very cheap. She- Shelley must be a happy woman. Yes. Not, not according to what I heard before we started recording on your <laughs> in your kitchen. I think she threatened to stab you with a butter knife of some sort. I believe it was a blunt knife. It was a very blunt butter knife. As a matter of fact, it was this one right here. Like, I don't know. That's not. That's that, not. It's a bit blunt, but at least it's, it's shut. It's pointed. So it's still, I reckon that'd go in quite easily. Yeah, you, yeah you're probably right. That Yeah, I, I was I was anticipating like a, an actual butter knife with like a round end and, you know, like. So. So it's, it's, a fairly, it's a fairly substantial knife. You wouldn't want to go in the eye. Yeah. Put it that way. No, I think, I think that would penetrate skin quite quite easily with the right amount of force. She's very close to me as well. Oh. Well, she's still. Oh, less. She's, oh. No, she's, she's in there and I was oh. in there. Some bullshit about some islanders. Fra- Fran's probably, yeah, that's true. Fran's probably oh. thinking, "What did I walk in on?" It was funny. It was I only jo- it was only jokes, wasn't it, Johnny? She wasn't really going to stab you, right? Uh, not while we were there. No, not not on not on live, uh, not live, <laughs> not on uh, on camera and audio. There would but, be a tougher case to answer. I would have thought. Well, the thing is, this could now go as evidence if something does happen to you. Yeah, that's potentially in that. I'm, yeah. mm. I'm doing this for a reason because I have fear for myself. Mm. This podcast started really randomly. Now it's ending really randomly. Then read it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I say we wrap it up there. Um, I have an apology to make because... I meant to do this week, but unfortunately, I've had such a busy week. I've been all over the country, and it's meant that I've just not had a lot of time. But I meant to get something out about the Rough Runner competition. Obviously, it's time-sensitive, so I need to get out. So that's going to happen this week. So those listening and want some free tickets to go do a Rough Runner event, um, Johnny, can you remember where they are? You don't remember, do you? Northeast, I think it might have even been there. But there's... You what? Still London. Yeah, there's a Central London last one. I say Central London. I don't know if it's Central actually. London's last one. Um, I want to say I don't know. We'll we'll that'll be on the post. But basically, you get to choose which event is closest to you, and uh, we'll give you five whole tickets. Just need to yep. get that done. So look out for that this week. It will happen this week. In fact, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I've set myself a time-ended uh, goal thanks to Johnny's tips. So that is now going to happen for the accountability I've had to say on here. So, um, so that's going out. Uh, what else we got to talk about? What else we got to plug or say or do? Anything? Um, I don't think so, is it? Not sure. No, okay. I was semi-private and I went and rolling. Yeah. So next one's going to be not next month, it's probably the month after. 
suppose I suppose if anyone turned around to us today and said I wanted in on that, they still could. They could they could catch up, couldn't they? You just, you just need six days of catch up or so. You yeah. could do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, if anyone's interested in losing a significant amount of weight for how much is it, Johnny? £25 a month. £25 a month. That is it. And we've had, uh, what's the record weight in one month? Was it £13, £12? Uh, £13 or £14. Yeah. So, £13. the results. Why is he eating abs on a Friday? You what? My dad. Why is he eating abs on a Friday, my dad? Mm. Do we have some time? Do you want to say it slower? Please, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst eating a kebab on oh, a Friday. Whilst eating a kebab. That's the absolute dream, isn't it? Losing weight while eating a kebab on a Friday night. Oh, because kebabs are disgusting. Uh, well, yeah, doner kebabs, not so much. But a chicken kebab. I love a chicken kebab. That's my go-to takeaway, actually. Oh, what is that, Fran? Send them pictures. Sorry. Did you do it by accident? Yeah. No, you didn't. It came up wrong anyway. It was just you. It oh, wasn't right. everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, right, so if anyone wants in on that, then you can. Um, the results speak themselves, generally. So, uh, yeah, okay. We've got nothing else to plug or talk about. So, I think I'll just push that button then. Push the button. Right, bonjour, everyone. Bonjour. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.